All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back to our podcast. My name is Jake. Dominic. And today we're going to cover a few topics. Uh, but first, let's uh, go over a little housekeeping. I think we decided to officially change our name to Raw and Unscripted. Tune in, check us out, share yeah. it with your friends, send it out, put it out on the line. All that. Hit us up, man. Hit us up. Raw and Unscripted. Um, for starters, let's talk about quick news. Quick news, Tom, what do you got? Uh, there's not uh, a ton to talk about. Um, before we really get into the, the, the meat and potatoes of the podcast today, you know, we just wanted to, like Jake said, talk about some news. There were some minor things, uh, super exciting. Uh, generally, you know, every year when it comes around, we love the Nathan's Hot Dog uh, competition, but there will be no fans this year. That's sad. And we're, we're in tears. That's we're, sad. I watch it every year. Yeah. Every July 4th. It's a staple in my life. You know, it's a uh, hot dog any contest. America's Joey Chestnut. You know, we ate like 72 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Maybe I, even more. I, I don't know what the world record is right I'm now. I'm not sure I could eat like five hot dogs just in general. Joey Chestnut. It used to be Kobayashi. He used to be the guy. Then he retired. Joey Chestnut came in. And Matt Stoney, he's been good too. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah. I didn't know who the other guy you said is, but I know who that is. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the biggest, uh, you know. I, I don't know all of the history of the hot dog eating contest. Well, it takes place on Coney Island. They, uh, I do know this, yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, great, great sport to watch every July 4th. It's sad that nobody can attend live, but it's still going to be broadcast. I'm sure, though, Joey would love if there were some fans there. I feel like he's a fan favorite. I feel like he loves the atmosphere to get hyped up with the beats, fans. Beats yeah, I mean, um, he comes in like people raise him up on a chair. He comes in. <laughs> he's the reigning champ. He has like a WWE belt. Mm-hmm. He's got like a, a, a champion eater belt or whatever that he raises up, you know, like I am. It's a big hot dog. Mm. Big hot dog belt. It is. It's like a hot dog belt. Poor Joey Chestnut. All right. What else do you got, Dom? Um, well, uh, in more relevant um, major news, uh, the on, MLB. Hot dogs, hot dogs are. Yeah. The, well, you know, hot dogs are, are pretty, pretty great. They, they speak for America. Um, but, you know, uh, the MLB and the MLB Players Association have had these ongoing negotiations yep. or, or whatever you want to call it. Yep. It's, it's, it's been not a going mess. great. It's been a mess. We'll dig into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. We'll dig into that. But, yeah, the just the main news is that uh, some of the owners might want out on the season. And, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Stay tuned. I had that Tom Brady is officially in his New Jersey for the Bucks. Yep, saw the pictures this morning. They looks weird. Them. First one I saw was in the black jersey, and I was like, "This is, this is just weird." And then I saw him in the other ones, and I was like, "This yeah, is really weird." Black jersey, man. They're, they're also like kind of new jerseys too. Like you know, they're like. I mean, they're cool jerseys, but like yeah. it's weird to see him in that jersey. They're new Bucks jerseys and they're new Tom Brady jerseys. It's just a, yeah, it's a whole new thing. Everybody. I think my favorite quick news of the day so far is that Giants place kicker Aldrick Rosas. Was arrested on a hit and run. A lot of questions. Like, what are you doing? I don't really know what to say He's to not, Aldrich. I feel like I feel like Aldrich's got some money that he could just slip him a few bucks. I mean, you know, yeah. You hit a guy, out, just like, go up to apologize and be like, "Hey, man, just leave your number on the windshield." With, if he's not there, leave your number on the windshield. Like, just apologize. Or okay. Yeah, give him tickets to a couple of games. Yeah, and I'm sure he would be fine with that. I don't understand why. Or Aldrich. Yeah. Although, although Aldrich Rosas, I don't know if that name rings a, a huge bell in my mind. I don't know if 
he's a he. I think he a couple of years ago, maybe it was last year, the year before, definitely had like a nice little kicking streak. I remember hearing something about this. Yeah, maybe so, but like it wasn't. I don't know. See, I don't pay attention to the kickers but I feel like, too much. But it's all right. Yeah, place kickers, they just like, I don't know, they turn over so often. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Except for the few staples. There's a few guys out there. Well, I mean, there's the classics. There's a few guys, that, guys out there like Janikowski who are just – The Gastkowskis. Anyone Owski. Greg DeLeg. Really? Owski, really. Any Owski. Yeah. All the Owskis. Greg DeLeg, you know, yeah. like some of those guys out there. And then the last bit of quick news that I had before we jump in more to the MLB owners issue and the NBA restart – Stay tuned for that. Is that the Madden 21 trailer was released, and the trailer shows Allegiant Stadium, which, if you don't know, is the new Las Vegas stadium for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Yep, Death Star number three. Apparently, everyone everyone says it looks like it's the Death a one point eight billion dollar stadium. Not, yeah. I have a hard time believing that they're going to fill that thing. You, yeah. really? although, although, maybe in Oakland. Because think about it, Oakland Raiders. Fans were but like nuts. They were like die hard. But they booed. They booed Derek Carr on his way out. You remember that? Yeah. Well, I, if you remember that game, that last oh, that game was, in Oakland, yeah. he thought they came back, and yeah. he was like on the sidelines, like hyping up the crowd, yeah. and everyone was excited. Yeah. yeah. And then with like two minutes left, they ended up fucking losing because they, you know, they're Oakland. They they choke. That's they what did. happens. And the fans were just not having it. Yep. And so they booed him on the way out. But, they, I mean, still diehard fans. But in Oakland, maybe fill that stadium. Las Vegas, they're going to have to start over. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I still don't know how I feel about maybe Vegas sports. Yeah. The, the fan, like the fan aspect of it is what I'm saying. Well, I'm, pr- I'm glad for them. You know, I'm, I'm well, yeah, I guess. A- I didn't – I don't know. Like when, you were, when we were talking about sports teams moving or, or whatever within the last – 20 years like you're talking about locations possible locations like vegas just wasn't the first one or the the second or the third you know what i mean that came to my mind because yeah. i don't like when i i don't associate people and like fans with las vegas i associate what do you associate with las vegas i mean what do you like it's just money casinos booze yeah it's where people yeah what stays in what happens in vegas stays in vegas exactly. like, like do people live there like hangovers type stuff like the movie the hangover type stuff like when i, I heard when I heard Bryce Harper's from there, I'm like, what? People people live there? I didn't know Oh, this. there's some good baseball players that come out of Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Bryant too, right? Yeah, they play together. All right, so that's our quick news for the day. Um, now let's dive into our meat and potatoes, as Dominic would say. Yeah, that's right. So first up, let's talk about the NBA restart. So the NBA is coming back. They decided that they would put together a plan um, to come back since this quarantine thing all happened. The NBA sounded like they were uh, – I mean, they were going strong up until all this stuff happened, you know, up until Rudy Gobert was out here cracking jokes about the coronavirus. Licking all mics, the mics or whatever <laughs> happened. The yeah. mics. Turns out he had it, gave it to Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> and uh, I don't think those – if I was Donovan Mitchell, I'd be livid. So first first thing I'll take away from, from all of this uh, is that the Jazz have no chance because their team, their team chemistry, it's gone. Well, it is gone. I mean, it's, if your best player is upset at arguably one of your other top players. Yeah, you're probably your second best player. I mean, we're – Probably is. Not not cool. You can't tell me that Donovan Mitchell is going to look at Rudy Gobert down in the post and be like, I want to give you the ball. Yeah, it – Well, you, you know, think about it, once Rudy Gobert touches the ball, nobody else wants it. Yeah, they're like, Ugh. Yeah. See, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell – not cooties. It's the corona, man. It's yeah. the corona. I don't want that. I don't want Do you that. think that players wear, wear gloves? 
that, is that allowed? Like batting gloves? Probably not allowed, is it? What if they wore, like, batting gloves? I feel like then their touch would be off. Yeah, it's, I don't think that's allowed. This would be something I, we should I, I'm sure it's allowed, but I don't think the players would. I've never seen. Well, why would they? I don't think players would want to. I don't know. Why are we talking about gloves? Let's, let's I was see. just imagining a situation in where Rudy Gobert gets the ball and Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to touch the ball because of that. So Donovan Mitchell puts on batting gloves. Oh, so he puts on gloves. Batting gloves. Yeah. I mean, for all you know, it you know, but, moves his points per game up 10 points. Yeah, I feel like that'd be hard, though. I mean, you mess up your shot a little bit. Anyway, so they were the, the NBA season was going strong up until that happened. Um, trying to stay on track. Yeah. And get an NBA restart going. What is it? A 22 team. 22 teams. Yep. Yeah. 22 um, teams, and then they play. They play eight games to decide your seed. Yeah. Every team plays another. Plays eight games that are technically regular season games. Yeah. I have a hard time imagining that the scheduling is going to be fair and accurate for that. Granted, I mean, uh, yeah, it's weird. Maybe it's maybe it's hard to determine fair and accurate because who really knows what fair and accurate is after Corona? But somebody like. I don't know, the Wizards or, or the Suns, somebody like trying to fight for that A seed to get that then possible round robin play in, I feel like they're gonna they might just get the shaft on scheduling. You know, they might have to end up playing. So for example, okay, so let's let's back it up. So there's the twenty two team restart and then after the eight games, if seed number nine is within four games of seed number eight, nine plays eight for two games. Yeah, like a play-in. Like a play-in for the eighth seed. And then the ninth seed has to win both of those two games to get in. And the eighth seed only has to win one. Yeah. Basically. Mm -hmm. So let me go back to my point. So somebody like the Suns who are fighting to get into the eighth seed, they have eight regular season games to make nine seed. They're six out of the eighth seed right now. So they got to make us some serious ground. Yeah. Well, they also have four teams ahead of them. Yeah, that are all between, that. like yes. between the eight seed and them, because yes. the, the Suns are currently the thirteen seed in the West. So, like, you know, not only do the Suns have to win at least you know four or five, six of their eight games, right? They, well, they still have to. Have they still lose. have to compete with the, the Kings, the Spurs, the Pelicans, Pelicans, the Blazers, all those guys. They're all fighting for that spot, and I have a hard time thinking that with those eight games the scheduling is going to be fair enough that they have an actual chance. I mean, shoot, they might be playing teams like the Lakers or the Clippers. Yeah, apparently they just – And so they have to win – they have to win – I mean, consider themselves they have to win all, all eight. Like, yeah, they can – I mean, To yeah. give themselves the best shot, somebody like the Suns has to win all, have to win all eight. Mm-hmm. They're – yeah, tough look for the Suns. I don't know if they've – I don't know if they didn't carry them that far. I don't know who they have to play, of course. We'll I don't see. know either. We'll see when the schedule comes out. I mean, you, they don't get to play – the Knicks or the, no. you know. Well, the West right now is like, you know. Exactly. Strong. Like, they're going to have to play good teams, though, because there's only 22 in here. Like, the worst of the worst are out of the picture. They're not going to have yeah. easy wins. All of their games are going to be competitive. Yeah, exactly. They're probably the worst team in all of this. So, like, on paper, at least. So, for a team like that, it's going to be tough. But I'm excited to see it. And I think – I think the Wizards are worse. The Yeah, that's – that's a fair argument. There's a couple of those teams. I guess they're all kind of just floating around. Yeah, together. exactly. You think that the Spurs will make a playoff run? They don't have like, Aldridge, so probably not. I feel like a part of my life would be missing if the Spurs weren't in the playoffs. They're not the same. They're not the same, but I still feel like they somehow managed to, to sneak I, in. I see. Recently. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know. Since all the, you know, the Duncan, Ginobili, Parker age is over. Yeah. The Spurs don't feel the same to me. They feel 
I mean, they've always been. Well, what about the Kawhi age? I'm just well, kidding. he's that's long gone. Yeah, that happens. That happens. He's involved in that. And that in happens. Those. They're 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 a different team now. I don't see them in the same light. You know. So, so another question: the NBA restart. They're going to be playing these games without fans. So it's yep. basically, essentially, it's going to be like pickup at Disney World. At Disney World, yes. Yep, and the players will be like in like the Disney housing, as far as I know. They ride rides. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. That would be a pretty good perk, I guess. But apparently, it's going to be you pretty. You think Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are going to go ride? Some no, not the, not together. No. <laughs> Rudy will be at the front, and Donovan will be at the back. I think Donovan's just going to stay in his hotel room. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they're all going to have to. That's that seems like the the rules are pretty. I bet strict. you. I bet you LeBron and AD would go out and ride some rides together. Oh yeah, they will. Yeah, Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> But think about it. They're not going to be playing in front of fans. So they're just going to be playing pickup basketball by themselves. I mean, that's just going to be weird, right? Uh, some, guys, some guys feed off that energy. Yeah, I think that for the most part, though, when we're talking about the NBA and, like, these pros, like, they're going to get out there and just compete. And once they get started and they – like, it, once they get going, it – Yeah, you're right. It, that drive just kicks in and they don't – you know, they don't need the fans, et cetera. Yeah, but it certainly just, will change it. But I mean, that's just going to be weird. You get an and one. No, no home away. Six like guys go but, wild on the bench. Like, yeah. Yep. That'll be fun. Actually. I think James Harden, I think, I think James Harden might be worse without fans. I'm going to say it. Why? I feel like he's an energy guy. Yeah. He feeds off the momentum. Yeah, think, about, think about how many times he goes to the free throw line, how many times oh. he's expecting the fans to get on his side. Yeah. He's got nobody else there to help bail him out. You know, if he gets a bad call, he throws his hands up, looks to the fans, you hear the fans, oh, come on, you know, booing the ref or whatever yep. it is. He's going to play worse. I'm putting it out there. Yeah. I love the beard, but he's going to play worse. I don't really. So I don't think the Rockets are going to do that well. Now, the, somebody like the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think the Thunder might do okay. I think Chris Paul is a good pickup basketball player. <laughs> I see what you're saying. He, yeah, yeah, I'm I with that. Now, the Clippers, the Clippers, this might be their time to shine because Kawhi, yeah. nothing comes in and out of that guy's ears when he plays. <laughs> He's just zoned in. He's just zoned in, regardless of who's there, mom, dad, brother, sister, fans, president. It doesn't matter. He's he's going to play the same way. So he's a robot. He's a robot. He's the claw. The claw. The claw. Who do you think is going to make a, a strong push, Dom? Um, well, like, of course, like, the you know, like both LA teams and the Bucks. What do you think of the Raptors, though? I mean, they're a good team. It's just so this whole they lost their they lost their guy Kawhi, but I mean, they got Siakam. Still yeah, they're still, Siakam guys like still strong man. They're still pushing. Oh yeah, they're a good team. But Kyle Lowry. It, it's similar to like a like a Thunder in my opinion, like where they just like have it, but they like they have a good team, but they don't have like the elite like scorer, you know that is going to, like, bring them I think, through. I think the Raptors are better than the Thunder. Well, sure, I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm just saying, like, build up, like, like looking at the rosters, like, there's they, neither of those teams have, like, that guy, really, that they can just give the ball in the playoffs and just let him go to work. You don't think Lowry could do that? No, he's not. He's not that guy. I mean, he's not. He's like a, he'll put up 20. 
you know. Yeah, the guy who puts up 20 is the guy you give the ball and say, go score a basket. But he's not going to – no, he's not going to be able to take over the game when they need him, though, is what I'm saying. He doesn't like have to take Kawhi over the whole game. He just needs his moments. If you Somebody need... who scores 20 is going to have his moments. Yeah, but in the playoffs, when you're playing against a team – like, if they have to play against the Bucks, I'm not saying they're going to win, but they're stronger than you think. Lowry can, can handle that shot, man. No, yeah, they're, they're good. But I, and I, I think that they have a – a shot. All right, maybe. Look, I'm just look, saying long term. Okay. I'm I'm more looking at the the you know getting well, to the finals. I'll tell you what. Long term, they have the longest win streak in the NBA right now. That's quite interesting. How long is it? Four games. Very nice. Very nice. They've won four games in hey, a row. So they're they're hot. We know that. They're very hot. They're <laughs> coming off strong off the Corona break. I hope right. over Corona they found a way to play because four wins, longest in the gotta NBA. Got to build. Right got to build off that. Granted, that was three years ago. Yep, when they played those last Feels four games. Like it. Yeah, it does. Um, other things about the NBA restart. Uh, it's interesting that the players are super like. It seems to be split. Like there's um, a group like of like Kyrie is leading that uh, for multiple reasons, like including the like Black Lives Matter movement and coronavirus in general. Like some people just don't want to play. And I was also reading that Kyrie's teammate on the nets garrett temple wants to play says they can use their platform to create change like yeah. austin rivers was also austin saying was talking about it you know if we yeah we got a bunch of money exactly and to make some real change they're and talking I think he has a fair point and, and like for a lot of guys that you know i mean for someone like Kyrie, he's not playing like if he went back for the nba restart he wouldn't be coming back for game checks you know what I mean? he's, he hurt. Need- he's hurt he's not gonna come back to play anyway is he, he's not playing anyways like yeah. so it's like what He's hurt. But well, so, a lot of like, guys need so somebody like, well, well, Dwight Howard said the same thing, but he has a chance to win a ring. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I, I don't know why guys like Dwight Howard wouldn't want to play. Well, they have their reasons, and I, you, know, you can respect that. But sure, I, sure, I still I'm think, not, not saying anything about that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just more saying I think – sorry. What I'm trying to say is that Dwight Howard shouldn't – or people like Dwight Howard shouldn't speak for all NBA players because there are a lot of players like Nets Gary – Garrett's temple that says like they want to play I agree. and they all need to protect their financial interests. And there's, yeah. you know, the, the vast majority of NBA players aren't Kyrie Irving or Dwight Howard who are sitting on a whole career's earnings. Like Dwight Howard's been around a long time. He's made plenty of money, endorsements, etc. He's not slam dunk contest. I mean, all of it, you know? Yeah. So he, he's not, you know, trying to get on the court so he can like pay for his life. Like live, sure. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. But there's plenty of players that have been in the league for a year, two years, or are just like fighting for role player positions, not making a ton of money, that need those checks and they need to play. And I think that there's something to that. You know what I mean? And Come also, back and play. if you're, it's not only the players' checks, but like getting the NBA back in any way is just better for all people involved. Like the NBA, it's better for them. It's better for owners. It's better for next season. Like, it's just better for the future outlook of all this of case, In this case, it's better for Disney World? It, sure. It brings you attraction know, to Disney people World. People win. People win. People win when they play. If no one plays, no one makes money. Did you see what – was it Patrick Beverly came out to say? Hey, if Braun's playing, we're playing. I love that. Isn't that great? Oh, I love that. Isn't that great? If Braun's playing, we're playing. He's, he's a big trash talker. I love I love Pat Beverly. He knows how to get into uh, the opposing players' heads. Yeah, I think he's uh, part of his skill is his verbal. I mean, that's like half of 
Yeah. That's, 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 that is his play style. Like, get in their face yeah. after the play, before the play. Like, not even great defense. I mean, he plays some solid defense. That's what they say, you know. He's still, like, just extra shoves here, you know, after the whistle blows, just like, hey, man, you give him a nice shove. Like, they're in under team, other teams inbounding on the sidelines. Patrick Beverly is up in that guy's face before the ball is in play. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, like, extra, extra, All extra on ball uh, antics. Yeah. You know, extra antics are just Contact, part of his thing. you know. He's, yeah. he's not going to give you two feet of space. Yeah. Right. It's like two inches. I think, and I think he wants the Braun challenge. I think that's why he's, oh, he's ready. I'd love to see it. I mean, I want to – Western Conference Finals, I just want – I would love games. that. I realistically, like, with the restart, like, there's – I think yeah. – I'd put my money on either of the LA teams to win. I want to see LeBron go off after the quarantine coronavirus. So I, I want to see him go off. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of rooting you, for the Lakers. Do you think – hey – I, I don't want to say it, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say it. I, I am too, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I just, feel, <laughs> I just feel like there's a lot of – There's a lot to it, man. There's just a, I just like the story that they got going right now. With, yeah, I mean, with Kobe and everything. And, and I love to see, you know, LeBron in his older years, age yeah. like fine wine, dude's still killing I mean, it. He's, he's the front runner for the MVP. We used to, you know, I feel like growing up, it was always like when he was on oh. the Cavs, he went to the Heat, we, all, we were all like – yeah, well, he he was the guy that everybody wanted to fail. Like we we wanted to see his success fail. He didn't. We didn't. We didn't want to see him succeed, because he was that guy. Yeah. But now I think as he's an it, older player, I want to appreciate greatness. It was like a Brady thing, like where you just like everyone hates them. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. You know. But now I just. Well, I really, I really want to see. I mean, arguably the best player of all time. He's growing up on on my TV. I get to watch him. Yeah, I want to see. I mm-hmm. want to see some greatness. Yeah, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. I want to see some greatness. Um, yeah. I, also, that both of those LA teams, I just love to watch, you know. And realistically, I think they've probably, like, those two teams are at the top, like, in terms of best chance to win it. It's the probably them. I say the Bucks too. And then the Bucks, I'd put third. But after that, there's, like, I don't think there's another Eastern Conference team that can realistically who knows, who knows, compete man? in the I mean, finals. Who knows? This this long break might just mess with some people. That's the thing, yeah. It should be interesting. There's definitely going to be a, a couple cases. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. I do like how the NBA put together this restart. I think that they really thought it out, um, tried to keep players safe. They scheduled it the best way they could. I don't – I mean, it's hard to the scheduling versus your, you know, your top teams like the like, like we talked about the Wizards and the Suns playing some elite teams. I think they just get the uh, short end of the stick on that deal, but I still think that the NBA and Adam Silver did a really good job of getting the NBA restart together. And I mean, even with those teams at the bottom, like the Wizards and Suns, I'm sure that even if they don't win and make the playoffs, that they're happy to be here. And oh yeah. Money, et cetera. Right, because th- there was some teams who probably felt like they deserved to be in those positions. Because there's – I mean, they, a lot of the teams, you know, like like we didn't play half the regular season or whatever, so, like, a lot of teams are missing out on money. Yeah. And y- it could have just been, you know, 16 teams go straight into the playoffs, but instead it's 22. Yeah. More teams are getting involved. It's just better you know who, for the whole league. You as know who a, missed out? The Knicks. The Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks. Actually, Vince Carter's last game was against the Knicks. And I think it's sad that his last game was so up in the air. Has it happened yet? Will it happen again? And then, like, we went back in time to say, oh, that was his last game, rather than looking forward to his yeah, last game. Yeah, that's fair. That's sad. It is sad. I don't think he got the same farewell tour that he deserved. I feel like 
Vince Carter's farewell tour was actually like five years long though. And he like but every, every year, every year he came back to say maybe one more year, maybe but, one more year. Yeah. And then this year he said one more year. You're right. You're right. So and he deserved he that and he didn't get it. He didn't get the full fledged Dirk farewell tour. Yeah. He's not, he's not Dirk. So it's the same though. Dirk didn't start either. How good was Dirk in his last few years? Yeah, well, in the last few, but, like, I'm not... Same with Vince Carter. Yeah, but Dirk was a one-team guy. Dirk was, you know... Dirk was Dirk. He was a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. You can't say Vince Carter isn't. Vince Carter's more of an icon, the way I look at it. Like, he's like... come on. Those aren't... Like, those aren't... It's not just put icon below legend, but, like... You just did. No, I'm not putting icon below legend. It's more of just, like, when I think of Dirk, I think of, like... I think of the Dallas Mavericks. And when I think of the Dallas Mavericks, I also think of Dirk. Yeah, well, he played there his whole career. Well, that's my point. But when so, I think so of Vince Carter, I just think of, like, crazy dunks and, like, revolutionizing the way that the game's played in some ways. What's more important, st- sticking your name to one team or revolutionizing the game? I'm not okay, – well, Dirk also did his part in revolutionizing the game. He was a seven-footer who could shoot from anywhere. And he, Yes, you're right. You're right. He did great things, too. But I'm saying Vince still deserves the Dirk treatment and going around. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I agree. Throughout the season, you know, with it being his last year, which he didn't get. Granted, nobody saw this coming, but it's just sad that we saw his last game. It was previous. We couldn't look forward to it. It was, like, weird because it was the night that it all, the whole Rudy crap happened. And they were playing, the Hawks were playing the Knicks. And, like, probably around that, the middle of that game, like around halftime, that's when the whole like NBA season canceled was announced. Like they were playing during it. Yeah. And I'm sure that they heard about it. And there was like, cause when I remember they subbed Vince Carter off like a couple minutes ago and like he was waving and stuff and they were like, what could be his last game? And I was just sitting there thinking like, yeah, that is like insane to me. Didn't he come back to hit a three? I don't remember. He came in and hit a three. Yeah. Like his last shot. I don't know. Yeah. It's certainly, See, this is the thing that I would remember if I was looking forward to Vince Carter's game. Like, I'd be in there well, yeah. watching it. No one was watching it. Had I known that that was going to be his last game, maybe it would have been something special to watch. Honestly, yeah, that's kind of funny to think about because it was two of the worst teams in the league just going at it. And for three-fourths of the game, everyone was just like, this is a normal game that no one cares it's about. A normal, it's a normal bad game. Yeah, normal bad game that no one cares about, no one's watching. And then, you know, one minute later, it's like, oh, wait, this is Vince Carter's last game. Yeah, <laughs> and no one was watching. Yeah. Sad for Vince Carter, um, but you know, great career. Um, hopefully, people don't forget about the good parts of Vince Carter, because it's been a long time uh, since really he's been like Dude. the face of a franchise yeah. type of you know. Been a guy. Yeah, he's just been bouncing around doing his thing. Well. I'm glad to see that the teams that did make it in, they got lucky. They, they're, hopefully that they can fight and scrap a little bit for an advantage in the playoffs. I hope that they can do what they can, teams like the Wizards and the Magic and the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. But I think that NBA did a really good job, 22-team restart. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It'll be interesting to see how good they play coming after a long break. Uh, quick, quick question to end our thoughts on the NBA restart, pick a team, sleeper team, to 
to go to like conference finals, not even the finals. I'll just say conference finals. Okay. Conference finals. Are you talking a sleeper like team? Like sleeper team, like not a top four seed type of. All right. Team. All right. All right. Not something top out four of the, seed. Something outside top four seed in each. Um, so that's, we cannot pick Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz. Anybody but them who's in the uh, restart, go. I'm going to choose, if it's not top four, I'm going to choose the Thunder. Thunder? Yeah. To make a push. Uh, see, the there's a couple of teams I feel like I can choose here in a conversation like this. But outside the top four. If you're inside the top four, that's different, obviously. Well, yeah, like I, I could, like I said, I think that the Lakers and the Clippers have the best chance of winning, and then after that, probably the Bucks. And there's a couple other teams that could make right. a run, but yeah, like pick? realistically, Dom, who's your pick? I, it's tough. I like to like the sleep extra sleepers. I like the Blazers and the Pelicans to like move up and like get into the eight nine like playoff. I think type that's of very thing. possible, but we're talking about conference finals. I mean, make that strong of a push? Then, like you know, on choose that, a sleeper. Choose a sleeper for conference finals. I think I like the Utah Jazz. Is that is that an allowed pick? Is that they're? I don't feel like they're, they're top four. You just said no top four. That's what I was gonna pick. I didn't know they were the four seed. I thought they were five. Okay, seventy sixers. Okay. Then I'll pick the seventy sixers. Okay. Yeah, because they're realistically like star power wise. They okay. Have, yeah. Remember, like I was saying, with okay, like, a I like, team, that. like the Raptors, they don't have that score, but like the 76ers have the, guy, the guys they have, that lean on. They got some They got some talent out there. They have like Joel Embiid could take over any given game. Yeah, yeah they got some talent out there. Okay, so Don's pick 76ers, 76ers going into the NBA restart as a sleeper. Jake's choosing the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. See how it plays out. Love it. All right, next up, uh, let's talk a little bit about the MLB. I feel like we have to. Yeah, yeah. A lot of shit going down in the MLB right now. Too much. Way too much. Should be over, but here we are. Here we are. Day, what to have it, and there's still no baseball to be scheduled anytime soon, it seems like. So we'd be playing by now, you know? I did too. So what recently came out, let's, let's, let's look at our timeline. So MLB Players Association going back and forth with the owners. Um, players feel like they deserve more money. Not more money, the same amount of money. Yeah, exactly. They're, just they're... because they signed the contract. It's not their fault that the owners can't pay them because of scheduled so-called losses. Who knows how accurate it is. MLB owners make billions of dollars. Um, so they, they claim that they can't pay them. So they're going back and forth. They're arguing a little bit. Um, but let, let's fast forward it to a little bit more recent. Um, on June 10th, when Manfred guaranteed a season, mm-hmm. he said, and I quote, 100% that a 2020 season will take place. How do you feel about that? Yeah, at the time, I'm thinking, Fantastic. The commissioner of baseball seems to be on board and yeah. he is going to make this happen. I was thinking at that time that him, like he's saying basically, no matter what, we're going to come to an agreement with the Players Association. Yeah. We will put all these differences aside and make yeah. baseball happen. And that's that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I did, forward. I did too. I was super, I, hang on, I was super pleased to hear that the guy who so poorly handled the 2017 Astros situation this past summer Stuck to his guns and said, screw it, we're playing ball. It's happening. That's a summer thing. It's America's pastime. We're playing ball. Unfortunately, as we saw as of recently, it didn't happen. But before we get to that, let's go back to the most recent proposal from the owners. So the owners made another proposal to the players on Sunday night that offered a 72-game season 
with the players getting 70% of their prorated salaries and 80% if the postseason is able to be completed. What do you think if you're a player in that situation? 72 games, you're getting, you're getting more games like you asked for. Yep. You per, Percentage-wise, you might even be getting more money than you were the 70%, so the 80% versus the 70%. If the playoffs are completed, you're getting more money. How do you feel if you're a player in that situation? Um, well, I, it's tough. I would have – without seeing any of the backlash that the players, you know, the, the, the tweets and stuff, just like Andrew, McCu- Andrew McCutcheon literally tweeted LOL yeah. after this proposal. I wouldn't have said, like, you know what I mean? If I just saw the proposal, didn't see what anyone was saying, I wouldn't have been like, oh, LOL. Well, did you see – did you see – so the, the joke is that's going around MLB. So this this owner's offer that just was placed on Sunday night, what sounds nice, 72 games, 80% prorated salary if the postseason's completed, it sounds nice. But the thing is, the whole time these negotiations have been going on, it's been the same thing over and over and over and over again. The players have explicitly said that, no, look, we deserve the full amount of money possible, and you are still giving us only 70 or 80% of what we signed our contract for. Mm-hmm. And the owners keep saying, okay, yeah, 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 we hear you, we hear you. And then they keep proposing these things, and they just reword it differently. It does feel did, like did that. Did you see McCutcheon's video with his, with his son? McCutcheon, but here, the gist was that McCutcheon was – Hey, son, if you go to the bathroom, because I guess he was potty training. Hey, son, if you go to the bathroom, you get juice. And he's – McCutcheon's the owner. His son's the players. And then son goes to the bathroom. McCutcheon goes, all right, I'm sorry I lied to you about the juice, but you can have water. And his son's <laughs> like, no, I want juice. I want juice. He's like, I'm sorry. I, I, I can only offer you water. And he's like, no, you said juice. And then he's like, I'm in charge. I will give you water. And basically just ripping the fact that the owner's – have again and again proposed damn near the same thing. Yeah, it, it just feels like they're not really getting anywhere at this point. And but I have, a, I have a point because I think that if the players knew what the position they were going to be in now, then when the owners made this last uh, offer, I think that they might have might would have taken it. You're Maybe. saying You're saying like if this was the original offer, then no, it, the backup. I'm saying that had the players know what they know now, you know, with Manfred's most recent comments, oh, okay, yeah. then they might have taken that last offer. Because the last offer the owners made, the Players Association declined. Yeah. And they didn't counter. In the past, like in the past month, these negotiations mm-hmm. that have been going on, they've been countering. So this past one, they didn't counter. Yeah. The MLB Players Association at this point, literally like the quote from the Players Association director, uh, Tony Clark, was, says, tell us when and where. And that's just basically like all I can – say about how the players feel and i think at this point the players are fed up and they are ready to just start playing yeah they they want to play but they just they they, said they said uh scratch the game's salary scratch like we're ready like we've been waiting for this we're ready let's literally in the the, their most recent statement from the players association clark said that he invited manfred to schedule as many games as he sees fit and the players seem to agree basically at this point yeah manfred earlier he wants earlier the problems you know lied with the games at some point but yeah. at this point in the negotiations, the players are fed up and they want to play baseball. And so do we. We want to see them play baseball. I want to see baseball back. And I'm ready for baseball. I've been ready for baseball. Hopefully Manford can and the owners can, you know, 
feel the same way, realize that we need to well, play baseball. Well, I wish you were right, except for the fact that most recently Manfred came out and said, unfortunately, I can't tell you that I'm 100% certain that that's going to happen. Yeah. And this morning – How outrageous is that? It, it doesn't it, – it doesn't sound good. It doesn't look good for him, especially a couple days after he said that it will happen. Yeah. And now we're hearing that at least six owners are out on the MLB season as well and that it might be more. Yeah. According to Ken Rosenthal. So the and uh apparently Manfred can implement the season if 75% of the owners agree, which is 23 teams. So Yeah, and that's the thing that Manfred needs to step up and do. If he if he sees fit that the MLB season needs to go on, and it does, it needs to go on. The MLB season needs to happen. We need it for the f- fans, the future of the game, for not only this year's lost revenue, but they're going to lose revenue in the future if they don't get the season going. Manfred needs to step in and imply that this this season's going to happen. He yeah. has the power to do so if he gets what was it seventy five percent of support from the owners, which doesn't seem like. A ridiculous statement. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it doesn't sound. It doesn't seem ridiculous. Like you would think that. I think here's get, here's what I think Manfred's doing. I think that Manfred realizes that the MLB Players Association, they're gonna go. So the Players Association, the MLB, they're gonna go under litigation. Here's here. I don't know if you remember this. Here's, here's what's gonna happen. So the litigation is that the MLB Players Association is gonna claim that the MLB didn't negotiate in good faith. Yeah. And you need to you need to negotiate in good fa- in good faith. And so Manfred as of a week ago was like, yeah, 100% season's happening, blah blah blah. And that was kind of just like I think in my opinion was kind of a bluff in his mind to get the negotiations to go on so that he would get what he wants. When the players didn't counter and said, "You know what? Whatever, screw it. When and where? Tell us. We're going to be there." Then he kind of said, oh, crap, they're ready now. When they realize that Manfred is with the owners, that they want to play as little as possible to lose as little as possible. I'm sorry, in quotes, to lose as little as possible. Yeah. The thing is that the owners calculated how much the, 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 the minimum amount it takes them to lose this season. The, the minimum that they're going to want to lose is, I think it was 48 games. And that's all the owners want to do. They don't want to lose the most. They don't want to lose more than the the, the minimum amount in their season because yeah. of the the fan revenue. And when the players came out and said, "You know what? Tell us when to where," Manfred realized that, "Oh crap! Like we could be playing now, and they're still gonna you know claim that we didn't negotiate in good faith." Then he came out and said, "Oh oh crap! I realized that I messed up because they're he he still." Is realizes that he's going to get hit with that litigation. And so he came out and said, oh, I don't know if there's going to be a season to happen, just to prolong it later. Because if they started right now, the players are ready. They're mm-hmm. ready. Tell us when and where. Mm-hmm. Ready now. If they played now, if you, if you look at the schedule out, uh, six weeks of spring training, two weeks of um, travel time, get back into it, it's, it's like a 60-something or whatever. It's more than 48 games if they started now, which the players are ready for. Yeah, but- and if, if they play more than 48 games – that just further proves that the owners negotiated in not in good faith. Yeah. And so Manfred is claiming there's going to be no season, in my opinion, as a bluff only to further prolong the time it takes to start the season. That way it can be proved that, Oh, 
oh, there's still a lot of stuff to be figured out. We can only actually play 48 when in reality they can play more. Yeah. Sorry, that was a long rant. But no, I feel no, like I'm with that's you. That's where it was. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I, I'm just – I guess I'm, I am wherever, where we, uh, every other baseball fan is right now, just waiting and uh, – I think we're just Basically, some baseball. Yeah, I'm just pretty much fed up with the back and forth, uh, and especially for it to like come to this and not really. Yes. Like a week ago, I thought, okay, this is like you know, like we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. It's it's gonna happen at some point, and now it seems like we just have absolutely no idea again. We're back to square one. So it really. They still have a lot to figure out. They still need to figure out. Yeah, it's if like, they're doing the universal DH. How they're going to keep players safe with this whole coronavirus. Just, that's not the biggest problem, though. It's not the biggest problem, but they still need to figure it out. And I'll tell you what, they need to get. They need to get on it. Manfred needs to step in, and be a commissioner, and say, "Let's let's get after it." Hopefully, he's got in charge. Let's get after it. Come on. I, yeah. Sad that, that he's in charge, but that, yeah, sadly, it just isn't that easy for some. Yeah, some individuals, I guess, like baseball more than the commissioner, which is sad. But, you know, if he doesn't like it, maybe he's just in it for the money. I don't know. But I think in the next couple uh, couple days, few days, uh, we'll know a little more. Yeah. I don't know what that will be, but I, uh, if for all you guys out there, if you really want uh, some insight on the players, check out Trevor Bowers. Oh, man. He's all over it. He's all over it. Yeah, he he really is. Calculated the whole thing. The thing that I just talked about, you know, playing earlier would require more than 48 games to be played. All, all on his Twitter, he uh, outlined it pretty well. And poor guy, he just he's ready to get back. As is everybody. Trevor Bauer, what a what a character. He's a good guy. He's uh, I don't know if you've been following him much, but he's been doing like live abs. Yeah, no, I have. I watched a couple of those at the beginning yeah. of quarantine. Yeah, uh, I saw, saw one with him and him pitching yeah. to Mookie Betts. Oh, he was with Mookie Betts. No, it was like a, him like going over an in-game at bat against Mookie Betts. Ah, uh, okay, okay. In spring, and he was explaining, okay, this is what I'm. This is my mindset here. Blah blah blah. And he's talking about what Mookie's good at, what what Mookie sees at the plate. Dude's a genius. And yeah, it was just really oh, cool. There was like 20 minutes of him just going in depth in this like eight pitch at bat, and I was like, this is well, "What I was talking about was the like the YouTube, like he put out on YouTube live abs in the desert somewhere, propped up in net, and it was him versus uh, his teammate Dietrich. Really, Eric Dietrich? Yeah, I need to watch this. Yeah, and it's it was just Bauer trash talking. It was funny because he started off the, uh, the live abs. He goes, "Hey, uh, these live abs are brought to you by." That trash can over there, left field. Thank you to our sponsors, the Houston Astros. He's just ripping on them. He just has, you know, he has no filter almost. He just says what he wants, and I, I kind of love it. I do too. But I kind of hate it. It's it's one of those things. I love it. I can't get enough of him. You know, some people. He's he's smart. He's all for you know the sports performance and drive line. He makes his own. He's his own company called Momentum. He does that show with CC Sabathia. Um, I, I I love what he has to say. I think that. He is a great example. Guys like him, guys like Marcus Stroman, guys like Blake Snell, who was doing the um, the Twitch live MLB The Show tournament. Yeah, yeah. Guys like that. When we get that kind of inside knowledge on what's going on in the players' minds, I it's like that cool. kind of stuff. Yeah, that is cool. I think we need more of it. Yeah, especially think- in baseball because in other sports, it's all just like – it's all really right in front of you. Like, you know what I mean? In basketball, like it, it's not like pitch by pitch like that. And and baseball, like there's just so much more, like so many factors that go into 
any outcome in the game. Right. And from a fan that hasn't played the game or watched a lot, they might watch baseball and just not, like not understand all of those things. But there are like that Trevor Bauer, if he's doing YouTube videos like that all the time, like I just love that stuff. I think it, in other sports, you almost know more of the personality of the players too. Whereas baseball, you don't know as much of their personality. Yep. And so when, yeah. when guys go out and, you know, they're on Twitch live or they're, they're hosting a podcast show, you just learn more about the players. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's going to be a great way if the MLB really, you know, supports this, a great way to build a younger fan base. Because think about it, when you fall in love with a player, that's, that's your guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm you fall in love that. with the team. You fall in, like, like for us, growing up in St. Louis, we love Albert Pujols. We see what he does, you know, in, in, for the community and everything. And we love him, even in L.A. Like, he, he moves, he changes teams. We still love him. Yeah, everyone. Everyone loves him. And, and that's the thing, uh, especially in, like, our age. It's just, uh, like, especially in, in, like, basketball, I think. Uh, like, fans follow players more than ever. Like, over a team almost. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, they watch a guy and they're like, that guy is awesome. Like, they right. watch – like, for me, like, when I – like, I watched Carmelo Anthony and I was like, I love this dude. Well, that's when you were a Nuggets fan? No, no, I was never a Nuggets fan. Well – No, 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 no. Well, you were a Jets fan for uh, LT. I was a uh, – LT is a – And Chargers – You were a Chargers like, fan, if I mistake. Before I, I was – before I was a football I'm not fan, mistaken, I was an LT fan. If I'm not mistaken, you had a Chargers beanie. I did have a Chargers beanie. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. I was probably eight years old. That's not true. I know that's not true. It's probably about true. Maybe 10. I'll give you 10. Okay. 10's cool. Okay. We'll stick with 10. And, so, uh, was a Chargers fan. I think he was a, a Redskins fan for a while. Oh, I'm sorry. I think we're just, just, we're, I don't even no, know what's going no. on now. I said Redskins. I meant Chiefs. The jerseys look similar. Chiefs, no. No. Well, you, have, you, have, you, have a, you have a jersey for the Chiefs. Yeah. You? Well, I bought a Tyree Kill jersey. You mean Tyreek Hill Redskins jersey? Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, the coloring uh, on my jersey is sadly a little too dark. <laughs> it's not Chiefs red; it is a, it's Redskins. It's bad. So Thank I gave that jersey to my brother actually. Thank you, DHgate. Yeah, so it's no longer mine. Also, for the record, I bought that Tyreek Hill jersey before any of his uh, current. I don't even know what you want to call it. The the whole kid situation. So yeah, just want to point that out. Um, but back to my what I, I think what I was saying anyways, just to sum it up is, yeah, people like players now more than ever. Like people will just follow a player and maybe not even a team. And baseball has none of that, almost. Like I don't. They need to grow that. Yeah, it's yeah, and there there just needs to be a younger fan base that can do that. And I think that would be exciting, even though, you know, allegiances to teams and loyalty is all is all great. I'm not saying anything about like against that or whatever. I'm just saying that I think that uh, once the young fans come around, that's how it'll well, be. It'd be a great way. To, it'd be a great way to grow. The sport. Yeah. They need to market the players like themselves. Right. They have great way personalities. Yeah, we, we could talk about this forever. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll touch on it a little bit later down the road, but absolutely. either way uh, we would love to see the MLB get back in action soon. Um, we would love to see Rob Manfred grow some balls. <laughs> We would love to see a lot of things go on with baseball. We're excited to see the NBA happen. Yeah. We're excited to see the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition. I will be tuning yeah. in. Hey, that's first, it. man. It is. It's, it's, I'm excited for that. Woo! I might get a Joey Chestnut jersey. 
Is he, do I, they make I jerseys? Don't, I don't know how that works. I don't. I wonder if they make jerseys. I'll have to check DHgate. Oh, does it have a hot dog logo on it? Say well, Nathan's. if it's DHgate, it might be like a Kobayashi name on the back and claim it's uh, Joey Chestnut, just okay. like yours was messed up. But I mean, yeah. we'll see. We'll have to check it out. I would love to see Joey Chestnut bring home another title. I mean, absolutely. And on anyone, honestly, it, I'm not rooting for any specific oh. person. It's whoever eats the most hot dogs. Joey Chestnut. That's who I want to win. Joey Chestnut is one of the all-time. American athletes. <laughs> look at if you look at how many hot dogs he's eaten, how many titles that meant. Uh, no one's eaten more hot dogs. I'm not going to get into it right now, but <laughs> I'm sorry. He questionably is on my Mount Rushmore of all yeah, time. Yeah, Jake, Jake has a very uh, found love for Joey Chestnut. It's just a great competition every year. The Nathan's hot dog. I mean, until I'm he's beaten. It. Until he's beaten, shoot, I'm going to watch it. He's all right. Time. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, Tune in for us next time. It'll be a doozy. Catch you next time.